occult crimes, paranormal investigations, urban legends, and strange happenings. Welcome to Myths, Magic, and Murder. <laughs> hey, welcome back. It's 2021. Oh, this is Myths, Magic, and Murder. <laughs> this is episode 57. I'm Abby. I'm Kate. And we will be your ghostesses in this fine new year. Happy New Year, everyone. Woo, Thank you really for being late. Thank you for being patient, yeah, with our little mental health slash holiday break. It was wonderful. We did nothing and it was nice. It was good to just do absolutely nothing. Just stare into the abyss and think about doing the podcast but not doing it. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. That was where I was at, except I was highly caffeinated because I was Starbucks' entire income. <laughs> Fair. Uh, thank you for the lovely messages that we got as well over the holiday period. Thank you very much. Yeah, it's nice taking a break and not feeling extremely guilty for taking a break. So that was nice. Also, thank you for listening on like Christmas Day and stuff. That that was wild. Very wholesome. You guys are the best. Bless uh, you all. Thank you for all the listens in 2020 as well. So hopefully this year will be better for the show and also better for literally everybody else and everything. <laughs> because... <laughs> glad that's gone got some big and great things lined up for this year so for sure um also we've got some new merch over at mythsmagicandmurder.com so if you want to go grab that then head over there and click on the merch button i don't know why you absolutely spat that out mythsmagicandmurder.com <laughs> you know what it's called she you hasn't been going this. to speech therapy for the last two weeks that's for sure why would you out me like that <laughs> i don't go to speech therapy not anymore not anymore <laughs> Anyways, what are you covering today? This week I'll be telling you about the Orang Medan, which I'm just going to come out and say is the scariest ghost ship in the world. Nice. I'm also covering a ghost ship. Welcome to the ghost ship show. Oh, we're all ghost ship shape on this ghost ship show. Oh my goodness. I'm talking about the Carol A. Deering, which was a ghost ship that returned from its journey with no passengers. Ooh. Wow. But Interesting. First, the news. This is from Live Live life live science.com and basically zombies are real and we're all gonna die oh piss <laughs> happy 2021 not quite but there's two new species of fungus that have turned up and are being researched in denmark that have turned up new fungus just dropped 2021 <laughs> turn up um they're being researched in denmark and basically they eat holes into a fly's abdomen and lay down a whole bunch of spores, which drop out of the hole the fungus made to get in. So, like, periodically. Like, like little fly bombs, right? Fungus bombs out the fly. But in... Sorry, but the fly doesn't die yet. The fungus kind of dopes it to keep it alive and active, and slowly fills it from... kills it from the inside after sort of a few days to a week. So this fly is like a zombie. That's horrific. Yeah. Kind of neat, though. And it means that the spores can spread super far because the fly is still going about its normal fly business and mating and stuff. Anyway, finally the fly is killed by the fungus, spasming until it dies. And then as the fly's abdomen crumbles away after death, even more spores are emptied out from the inside. That's not all, though. These two types of fungus have evolved so that they have super thick walls so they can outlive the flies when they all die off in the winter and see in the next horde of flies in the spring. So we should kill them off? So you should 
stay away from mushrooms. This is the perfect reason to not eat mushrooms. I love mushrooms. Yeah, me too, but kids don't. I don't don't think I can stop eating mushrooms. Are you going to have to? I would rather become a zombie than to give up my mushrooms. That is a bold claim and I will hold you to it. No, I'm I'm lying. No, no, I've got it on tape I would not survive in the apocalypse. I used to think I would, but now I'm out of shape. Right? I'm so chubby. I am like speed walking away from the zombie. I have a plant-based diet because I'm lactose intolerant and vegetarian and I just don't think I can break that because I would not be healthy. Yeah, but that's good though. Because like you can grow your own plants. If you if you outlive like the initial sort of zombie-ish apocalypse thing, then when you move to like a farm like everyone does in every zombie show slash film ever, then you can eat just plant things. Whereas all the meat eaters are like, oh no, we've got no chickens to slaughter. Maybe, but you could get chickens. I don't know. Look, I'm not. You don't. You can't just get chicken out of thin air. I can't imagine chicken sales are going to increase after the apocalypse. So what I'm saying is, you'd be fine. Maybe, but I your also... B12 deficiency will kill you off. Yeah, that's my issue, really, isn't it? I don't think I have enough pills to last me. I I have a very problematic body, I guess. <laughs> I have a phone app as well that tells me what mushrooms are and whether they're edible or not. Wow! Back at the mushrooms. That's really interesting. Mm-hmm. I've never used it, but some I are, guess I could. Some are edible, though, and like you still shouldn't eat them. Like the fly agaric, I think is how you say it. I just think that they're neat. You'll be tripping for days. Well, so- something's going to get me through this apocalypse. <laughs> True, yeah. I My diet is only the fly agaric mushroom. I'm just going to be absolutely wavy the whole time. Absolutely wavy. Anyways, we have talked about mushrooms for far too long. And we are not condoning drugs. No. Uh, eat meat if you want, do drugs, or if you want, or don't. Don't, don't break do the drugs. law and don't eat these zombie mushrooms. Only do drugs if they're legal where you live. Anyway. And, and if you want to. And if you want to. <laughs> Get on with your story, anyway, good God. Talking about the Carole Deering, which was a ghost ship, it returned from its journey with no passengers. Was it the Bermuda Triangle, pirates, or something else? Ooh. Sources are southernliving.com, wikipedia, nationalparks.org, and bermudaattractions.com. That sounds like a dating site. Maybe it is. <laughs> Some history on the ship. Carole Deering was a commercial schooner built in 1919. Oh, is that how you say that? Uh, maybe. I was just going to say, is that how you say that? I realised I didn't research it. I thought it was schooner. Schooner. But it could well be. Please let us know. I'm going to say schooner. Because like maybe, William Schuster. But now I'm looking at it, it looks like it's like schooner. I'm going to Google it. Give me one sec. It's schooner. That's embarrassing for you. We've all been there. <laughs> okay, hotel doors. Oh, So if you don't know what a schooner is, basically it's a, sh- a sailing ship which has two masts and sails. So if you imagine like a really big sailing boat. Are they big in Utah? Shut up. <laughs> it was built by G.G. Deering Company, and the boat was named after the founder's son, Carol. The ship had only been in action for a year before it headed out on its final voyage. Like the son was called Carol? Yes, because uh, before World War II, Carol was a very popular name, uh, particularly in Ireland. It's an Irish name. And it was really popular until World War II for boys. Wow. It was always on the top list of baby names for boys. Because That's I so thought that too. Yeah. It's Carol with two R's and two L's. Oh, like Lewis Carroll. I don't know who that is, but I've just said his name. <laughs> he did plays, right? So, anyway, it was August of 1921. 
and the ship was heading to collect coal from Virginia, going to Brazil to unload the coal, and then come back home to Maine. The captain of the ship was called William H. Merritt, and he was a war hero who'd received praise for saving his entire crew in World War I when his ship was sank by a U-boat. However, when the ship was heading to Brazil, William got very ill, so they found a new captain named Willis B. Worm- Wormel. 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 Wormel talked about his crew with disdain, and the crew didn't seem to get along with him either, because the first mate, Charles B. McClellan, Jeez, that's a hard one to say. McClellan. Welcome back to the show. We haven't <laughs> changed. He got drunk while he was in town and he complained to the other ship's captain, like another ship, mm-hmm. that he couldn't discipline the crew without Worm Mel getting involved. <laughs> worm Mel. <laughs> worm. It's because I keep going to say Worm Well, but it's Worm Mel. Worm he couldn't. Mel. He couldn't discipline the crew without Wormel getting involved. And he also had to do all of the navigation because Wormel also had terrible eyesight. And also, while Charles was drunk in the Caribbean, he reportedly told the other captain that he would kill Wormel before they got home. Oh my god. In return, Wormel thought that Charles was a useless troublemaker. And Charles kind of lived up to this because he went to jail for the night for drunken behaviour, and Wormel had to bail him out. Nice. Nice one. So, some drama. A little bit. You could say. Boat drama. Boat goss. <laughs> well, there's not much else to do on a boat apart from bitch at everyone. Apart from threaten to kill each other. Right. We've all been there. It's like a road trip, isn't it? I was like, what boat have you been on where you've been just throwing threats out? <laughs> Every boat I go on, they're like, oh, here comes Kate. How many boats do you go on? The flighter. The ship was next reported when it was sighted by a light ship, which is a ship that acts as a lighthouse to guide other ships. That's so cool. It really is. Floating. The captain of the lightship reported seeing a tall man with red hair and a foreign accent speaking through a microphone to the lightship. He said that they'd lost their anchors and that they had to report it to the GD Deering company. But the ship didn't stop. It just continued sailing out of sight and they just basically yelled to the lightship like, No anchors. We can't stop. Tell them. Well, yeah, I'm not surprised they didn't stop. They had no bloody anchors. The captain took a note of this, but he was unable to report that the captain of the lightship took a note of this, but he couldn't report it because his radio wasn't working. So he just sort of noted it down. Does anyone have a working ship? He also noted that the crew were acting unusually because the tall man didn't look like the captain or the first mate, but rather, you know, a crew member, Mm -hmm. crew staff, who were usually not allowed on that part of the boat. He also said that there were just what seemed to be other members of the crew just aimlessly wandering around the deck, which is very unusual. What's also unusual is that right after this, a steamer ship headed past the lightship towards the Caroladia ring. It didn't have a name, and the captain of the lightship blew his whistle because obviously his radio wasn't working to get the attention of the boat, but the ship completely ignored him and continued heading in the same direction. Drama. Which is a bit shady, if you ask me. Well, I don't know. It's a big place, isn't it? The water. Maybe two people are going the same way. Yeah, but the fact that they ignored. Maybe they, they didn't, didn't hear have a, a whistle. Apparently, the, the whistle could be heard for five miles. You've been doing your whistle research. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, yeah, I've researched everything. Boys' names, but I haven't researched how to pronounce things. So, 
Caroline Deering wasn't seen until two days later when it showed up on the coast in North Carolina. The Coast Guard wanted to inspect the boat, but he was unable to because of harsh sea conditions. But he did fear the worst because this spot, the coast, is named Cape Hatteras. And it's been common... Sorry, I've pronounced that wrong again like everything else. It's been commonplace for shipwrecks to just show up. So it's sometimes known as the Graveyard of the Atlantic. Ooh. Bit spooky. We should go. For what? Have a look. Apparently there's a museum. Ooh. I don't know if it's there, but there is a museum with the bell of this boat. Then I do love a good museum. Me too. God, we're boring. We do a knowledge-based podcast. <laughs> knowledge. <laughs> yeah, right. Tuna. Tuna. <laughs> good meme, innit? Everyone loves the British people say tuna. <laughs> tuna. The ship was eventually boarded on February 4th, after being battered by the waves for a few days. The ship was still under full sail, but there was not one person on board. In the galley, there was some food that looked like it was being prepared for the next day's meal, which made it seem like they'd abandoned ship very quickly. Two lifeboats were missing. Also, all of the papers and the documents were also missing. The log was missing, navigational instruments were missing, and all of the crew's personal items. Maybe they chucked them out in place by anchor because they really needed to stop. Possibly. Do boats not have brakes? It's known as an anchor, Abby. I thought the anchor was to stop it floating away. I don't think... I, no, aha! Sorry, I just punched our desk. Um, I, they don't have brakes. I think, you know, like, the propeller... Yeah, uh-huh. to propel them forward. It propels the other way. So I get them to stop. I don't know much about boats. Okay. Um, I thought they just stopped sailing and then just kind of stopped. And then they would put the anchor down. Well, I sp- it depends how quick they were going. You know what I mean? If you're like absolutely flooring it in a boat, then you stop flooring it. You're going to keep going, aren't you? Eventually yeah. you'll stop, I suppose. But like, as well, if the if the waves are like pushing you along, you're a bit yeah, doomed for for sure. But there were also red lights running up the mast, which suggested that someone wanted to signal for help. And the anchors were also not there, as reported by the lightship. There was a large map found on the ship that was used to record the route day to day, and when it was inspected, it was observed that it was marked by Captain Wormel until January twenty third. But after this, the handwriting changed. Oh, drama. Also, the wheel was shattered. And when they inspected the captain's cabin, several pairs of boots were found, which made it seem like many people have used the room by the end of the journey. Of course, this incident was deeply investigated by the US government, but the investigation was closed in 1922 without any official findings. So, some ideas as to what might have happened. Do you have any before I tell you the ones that are most common? Mutiny. Alright. That's where I'm at. That's my first one. Whoa! A plotted rebellion. It was my first thought when researching this. So did Charles kill Captain Wormel? Like, he did say he wanted to. And there was clearly some kind of tension between them. So it's possible that Wormel was killed and sort of thrown off the ship. And this would have made sense as to why the crew were seen on board the ship, because obviously they were rebelling, and why the handwriting changed to presumably Charles. This would also explain why there were so many boots in the captain's quarters, and perhaps they all just made a run for it when they got close enough to the shore and abandoned it so they couldn't get caught. Mm -hmm. 
The only real issue here is why would they pass by the lightship and tell them they lost their anchors if he's the one who sabotaged the ship? Because surely they would have just taken a different course and just not interacted at all. I guess maybe like if that was the course that they were supposed to take, maybe they would have just stuck to it and then been like, oh, can't stop, like just in case they wanted to inspect anything. Can't stop, no anchors. Maybe. They really didn't have any anchors though. Yeah, maybe they chucked them off. Maybe they're like, oh, can't stop, no anchors, bye. Just for the story? They just didn't have any anchors, yeah. Hmm. And then like maybe if they were caught up with or whatever, they could just be like, oh, sorry, we didn't stop. We had no anchors, see? Maybe. Next up is rum runners. Really fun word. <laughs> I say sounding so bored. Really fun word. This was during the Prohibition era. If you're unfamiliar with that, it's basically there was a massive alcohol ban in America in the 1920s with the intention of lowering alcohol-related crimes and abuse. So because it was forbidden to import, buy, and you know buy alcohol and drink alcohol... People did it illegally, obviously, and this was done using stolen cargo ships. So there were people known as rum runners, or booze runners. And the theory here is that the steamship that failed to report to the lightship didn't stop because it was carrying illegal alcohol. Ooh, could have been. It eventually caught up to the Caroline Deering, and they quickly sort of changed ships to make it less suspicious. Oh. And they killed the crew, or they made them escape, or the crew just, like, some of them escaped on the lifeboats. And apparently the carol was large enough that it could have held around a million dollars worth of alcohol. But the problem with this is that it was really slow in comparison to the steamboat, and it was quite obvious in comparison as well, so why would they have picked it? Yeah. I don't know, maybe, like, obvious things go amiss, you know what I mean, if you're looking for it. It's like, I have something to say about it in my story as well, but like, people might notice like, uh, one that was made f for stealing alcohol, you know what I mean? One that was quick, one that was like, inconspicuous. It's like hidden in plain sight. Yeah, exactly. No one would ever think that. Yeah, it's like, um, hiding alcohol on a school bus, you know what I mean? No one's going to stop a school bus and be like, we're going to have a look. True, I guess as well, maybe, never mind brain ended yeah that's all i have to say this could have also happened as they were leaving brazil by some liquor smugglers who used it to smuggle and then sort of left the ship is the prohibition the reason why americans drink out of brown paper bags i thought it was because drinking on the street is illegal yeah, but it's illegal here but no one pays attention mm, but britain just be like that <laughs> Fair enough. people drink here when they're like 12 I honestly have no idea. America, why do you drink out of brown paper bags? Is that a thing that happens in real life? Yeah, I feel like I've never seen anyone do it IRL. But in TV and stuff, they're like, oh, do you want it in a, like a bag? You know what I mean? America, explain. <laughs> Similar to this, it may have been pirates. Many people think that pirates were the official reason for the boat being abandoned, but there isn't really any major evidence for this. But there is some evidence for communist pirates in some ways. So during a police raid of a communist front group in New York, officers found papers that called on members of the party to seize American ships and sail them to the Soviet Union. And this was linked to several incidents, but it couldn't really be proved this is what happened in this particular incident. It could have just been some nasty weather. 
some hurricanes. Did the Caroly Deering have anything on board? Like, what was its cargo? Coal. Coal? Yeah, they were going to one destination to get the coal. They were taking the coal to the Caribbean. Or, not the Caribbean. Yeah, they were taking the coal... They were taking the coal someplace else. It doesn't matter. Yeah, there are so many destinations in this, sorry. And then they were bringing... They were coming back home to Maine. So, why would... Why would pirates bother? You know what I mean? Why Why would you bother? I guess you wouldn't know what was on board. If you just saw a cargo ship. True. I don't know. Maybe. It, doesn't, it just doesn't seem very likely. And, like, the fact that there were no dead bodies on board. Yeah, that's a bit uh, suspicious. Like, I get that you might, like, get rid of a body or whatever, but if a pirate was coming in, there would be signs of a fight. Well, also, there were lifeboats missing. Just two of them. So at least some people escaped. How many? If not all of them. How many could have one hold? Do you know? Like, how big were they? No, it doesn't say. It just says two lifeboats are missing. And it was obvious because the ropes were there. Huh. Weird. So yeah, it could have been hurricanes as well. The US government, Weather Bureau, were adamant that a series of powerful hurricanes caused the ship to become abandoned. And they proved that at least nine other ships had disappeared or had had a fatal accident in the same area because of hurricanes. However, it was later proved that, because of the lightship, that the Carolee Deering was moving out of the storm area at this time. Right. So it could have been, but it's not as, um, what's the word, set in stone as what the Weather Bureau thinks. Fair, yeah. I guess what could have happened, though, is maybe, um, whatever his name is, Wormel. Wormel. What? Worm, Wormel. <laughs> Wormel. Maybe he was driving, steering, whatever. Um, and then that big storm came across and he was like, nah, I'm out. And just headed out. You know what I mean? Maybe. And then they took over because they were like, oh my God, like, well, you know, I want to go home. I'm just going to get it over and done with. Like, I know I can get out of this, that kind of thing. And then maybe they just took over and that's why it wasn't Wormel that was by the light boat. Maybe. Interesting, yeah. It could totally be. I didn't write one that, that one down. I didn't think of that. That's yeah. a good idea. Yeah. Some people think that the boat hit its final resting point in poor weather. And because of the anchor not being attached to the ship, they couldn't stop. They couldn't get close enough to shore. Mm -hmm. So as they were approaching the shore, where they were supposed to, where they were going to land, dock, I guess, mm -hmm. they just got into the lifeboats and tried to get to the shore that way instead so they could get there safely. Fair, that makes sense. But then sense. the waves, there was too many waves and they just took them back into the sea. Damn. That would be a shame, wouldn't it? Yeah, and it's possible. Getting that close. I forget that things like that happen because um, I have been on a couple of cruises and like obviously it's a huge boat. Um, so sometimes you get like piloted in there's like a tiny boat next to your huge boat and it's basically like telling you where to go so like maybe it was something like that except instead they were like we've got no anchor and they were like it's fine just get on you know what i mean so maybe or maybe they Interesting. took the lifeboats to get into the water and then just went onto his boat you know fair enough yeah i don't really have much boat experience i kind of just figured that they were trying to get there in the lifeboats could be could be or it could have been something paranormal. Ooh. Many people think that it definitely was because the vessel sailed through the Bermuda Triangle. 
that's a spooky place. That is a spooky place. We did an episode on that way back. Wait, it feels like a year ago. Probably was. <laughs> oh, because it's the new year. Yeah. Mm. I had to make the joke somewhere. I'm sorry. I haven't showered since last year. You really haven't. I have. <laughs> it's been two weeks. A fun fact about this, I guess, as fun as you can get with the circumstances, which are obviously tragic, is that the ship was blown up to prevent it becoming a danger to other ships. And a portion of the ship drifted ashore to the Hatteras Island, where it was used by locals to build their houses. Oh. So at least something good came out of this. That's polite. Polite. It's polite of the boat. Let's do the scare scale and we'll talk about some ideas. Mm -hmm. So how scary do you think this is? Um, I'm going to say like a three. Something scary could have happened. There could have been pirates. There could have been mutiny. There could have been cowardice. There could have been, you know, like everything perfect for a pirate movie or whatever. So I guess three. Yeah. I I wouldn't like to be there. Yeah. I think there's always something scary when you just don't know. Yeah, definitely. And like it's been this long and we still don't know. Also, it's likely that something bad happened to at least one person in all of these theories. So, Oh yeah, even if it was just like scary for them, you know. Are you alright there? Moving the entire desk. Sorry. Um, it's in my leg. <laughs> yeah, even if it was just like, oh, we've got to get off the boat and into the lifeboats and everyone survives, then it's still like pretty scary, I imagine. I wouldn't like to do it. Fair, me neither. How dangerous? Like a two. It doesn't feel dangerous. I'm not like, oh my god, quaking in my boots. You okay. know? Also, there's no proof that anyone died. Alright. Likelihood that it was something strange. Oh, like a five. Yeah. Something strange happened just like there. weather? No. Because they were going away from the weather. Like, I know I came up with a couple ideas, but I think something something happened that wasn't supposed to happen on board. All right, then one of your ideas. Why did you give me that look? You're absolutely crazy. You look like a frog. It's <laughs> awfully rude. <laughs> um, my ideas. Mutiny. Pirates. Um, like, the captain just was like, no, nah, I'm not going to do this. He left abandoned ship i guess um and they carried on without him i guess it could be the rum runners or ghosts could have been ghosts could have been ghost pirates it could have been ghost pirates could have been right <laughs> that's all i have though oh i guess they could have all abandoned ship because of the anchor situation that they had going on. Okie dokie. Well, thanks for listening to that story. Before we get into yours, just want to say... If you want to follow us on social media, you could do that at Miss Magic Pod on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram. We're trying to get better at Twitter, but the other two platforms... Please stop saying that. I check great. it now. You, you do? Yeah. Oh my goodness. We need to update that. Yeah. We post on it, just it's never as There's no pizzazz. Yeah, there's not as much much spark as there is on Instagram. Yeah. Anyways, you can go follow us over on there. It would be very much appreciated. You can see what's happening, you can put participate in our fun little games and stuff we have going on. Woo. See my lovely face, see Kate's face. Uh, okay. That's also there. Rude. 
If you want to get any merch, you can do it at midsmagicandmurder.com. Thank you to everyone who's already bought some. We hope you love it. And if you want to support us on Patreon, you can do that at patreon.com forward slash midsmagicmurder. So Patreon, you can pay as much or as little a month as you would like to. We've got quite a nice little following over on there now. You get your name over on our website uh, if you do choose to become a patron and we do sort of little extra episodes and little behind the scenes photos and just keep you updated with what's going on and let you know what's coming next week it's cool it's like a fun little secret community on there yeah lots and of extra content if you've got any scary stories terrifying tales or haunted happenings you can email those over to us or dm us whatever you want to do post them to us even though you don't know our our address hopefully on midsmagicandmurder at gmail.com also, thank you to everyone who already supports us on Patreon. We really appreciate you. Thank like, you. you. Literally keep the show running. So thank you so much. You are our favourites. Don't say that. <laughs> I'm joking, but we love you all. Okay. You want what me to get you, in? What have you got for me? My sources are Wikipedia, historicmysteries.com, mysteriesareunsolved.com, ripleys.com, mysteriousuniverse.org, and aftermath.com. As I mentioned earlier, I'm going to be talking about the Orang Medan, which literally means man from Medan or man of Medan in Malay or Indonesian, which is the basis for the video game Man of Medan. Side note, it's brilliant. It's a choice-based horror game, and you should definitely get it or check it out. We are not sponsored by this game. I would adore to be, honestly. <laughs> um, but no, we're not, unfortunately. This story is set in the late 1940s. Some claim it was June of 47, others February of 48, so we're not too sure. We're just going to go with late. late Around that era. Yeah. Anyway, ships that were travelling the trade routes of the Straits of Malacca, which is between Sumatra and Malaysia, picked up a very disturbing call from another ship. You guessed it the Orang Medan. The message read, All officers, including Captain, are dead, lying in chart room and bridge, possibly whole crew dead. Then there was really just some jumbled up Morse code that made no sense, followed by, I die, and then absolute radio silence. That's terrifying. Right? Mine's way better than yours. Eh, maybe. <laughs> Lots of ships on the trade route heard the SOS message, and triangulated the location of the broadcasts. Out of all of the ships, the one that was closest was an American ship called the Silver Star. Since the message was obviously quite serious and urgent, they changed their course to go and aid the people on board the Orang Medan, and after a few hours they found the boat bobbing in the waves. As they got closer to the ship in distress, they noticed that no one was up on the deck, which seems odd, if it truly is a big old SOS emergency you would be on deck flagging down anyone. Definitely. In addition, the boat looked fine. There was no big Titanic iceberg or frenzy of sharks or anything. Just a boat sitting in the water. Well, a ship. The Americans on board the Silver Star then tried to communicate with the Orang Medan. However, they heard nothing back but silence. So the Silver Star's captain gathered a boarding party for the ship, and they headed over. When they got there, I'm sure they had big ol' regrets about going over to see what was up, because they found dozens of dead bodies littering the floors of each deck. That's horrifying. The crew were entirely dead, and their bodies were frozen with their eyes wide, their arms outstretched as if they were grabbing someone or fighting someone off, 
and their faces were in a look of pure terror. Ooh. In addition to this horror, the ship's dog was also deceased. No. Yeah. And he was like mid-snarl. That's interesting. Yeah. Not a living soul was present apart from the boarding party. When they got up to the bridge, they saw that the captain was dead along with his crew and the communications officers had died with his fingers resting on the telegraph. Every single corpse on board was frozen with fear painted across their faces. As the party moved to the boiler room, there were yet more corpses, but the even stranger thing was that even though the temperature outside was a toasty 40-odd degrees Celsius, or 110 Fahrenheit, for our wonderful American friend, everyone was shivering in the boiler room, as an extreme chill had come across all of them. Ghostly. If that wasn't weird enough, when the American crew checked over a few of the bodies to see how these people had died, there were absolutely no marks of injury or foul play from an external source. That's really freaky. Obviously they didn't perform whole-ass autopsies, but it's weird for a whole crew to die, not from a weapon. Yeah, for sure. What they did notice when inspecting the bodies, though, is that they were decaying rather rapidly in some sources that I found. Oh. Since they had heard the SOS not too long before, this was weird, even though it was hot outside. Yeah, you'd think if they'd just reported it, it was just happening. Yeah. Hmm. And, like, it wasn't on loop or whatever, they didn't hear it, like, everyone didn't hear it again, you know, it wasn't just like a... Yeah, like it had been going for a while, Yeah. Kind of thing. No, it was just like once. To give everyone an idea of human decomposition, I looked it up so you don't have to see the horrible things I've seen today. So stage one is basically the internal organs decomposing. Rigor mortis, aka stiffness, occurs. Then liver mortis happens, which I think we've talked about before, which is where all your blood goes to the lowest part of your body. Yes. Also, skin slippage occurs, but I won't talk about that because Abby will be sick. Oh, ew. Ew. Slippage. Slippage. Where am I slipping? Off. Oh my god. Mm. Ew. (laughs) All of this will happen sort of 24 hours to 72 hours after death. God, I never want to die. Stage two is the bloating phase. When I die... As soon as I'm dead, like 10 seconds after I'm dead, 10 minutes. We're not even trying to revive you. Cremate me. We're just chucking you in the furnace. Just be like, just, she's gone. R.I.P. I don't want any of this to happen. It's gross. <laughs> Stage two is the bloating phase, where the body expands due to gases inside it, and it can get to be up to two times the size of the original body. I don't want anyone to see me while I'm bloated. Right? Oh my god, could you imagine? I'm taking up this whole room. Bloating and skin slipping. It's not my best look. And can even lift a metal cage because it's so powerful. This is when a body will start to smell. And foam leaks from the nose and mouth. Ew! What? Yeah. Oh my god, I was like completely fine with dying and now I'm really not. That's not nice. Apparently this is around like three to ten days after death from what I found. There's no like set in stone thing because it depends on like the temperature, the humidity, the conditions, if there are any animals, you know what I mean? Like, How long do you have a funeral after someone dies? I think they're embalmed, are they not, for the funeral? I don't really understand. Unless you have a closed casket, in which case they won't bother. If you have an open casket, then they like, don't they just 
cover you in formaldehyde, which just stops all of this grossness from happening. Oh, I think they might. Yeah. And they, like, put makeup on you and stuff. Yeah, I don't like seeing dead bodies. It, it always makes me uncomfortable. I don't think anyone does, Ab. Mm, well, some people do it for a job. They're obviously at peace with it. I'm sure it's peaceful, but personally, it makes me <laughs> feel gross on the inside. Then active decay occurs, which involves liquefaction of most of the body mass, happening several weeks to a month after death. After this, the last stage of skeletonization starts to take place, which I don't think needs explaining. That part, that part sounds kind of sick. Yeah. The like, rest of it rad. is just sickening. Yeah, that part's like, I'm becoming goo, and this part's like, I'm ready to be a skeleton now. Yeah. So as you can see, the fact that any decomposition was present on these bodies is super weird. Yeah, that's crazy. Which is what the crew of the Silver Star thought too. So they got the hell off the ship. I was just going to say I would be out of there. Call the authorities. <laughs> well, they thought in order to look into it further and give the families information about the crew's deaths, they should tow the ship to port. Oh, that's nice of them. Yeah. After they'd attached the tow line, though, they noticed that the ship was letting off a lot of smoke. Mainly from the fourth floor, I think. Deck four. So they cut the tow line, and seconds after they did, the Madan exploded so hard, it, like, rose up out of the water. Oh my god. And then sank. Wow. Good thing they got off it. Yeah. Otherwise, more people would have died. Yeah. It's tragic that the families didn't really get to say goodbye i guess when the silver star had docked obviously word spread and people tried to figure out what on earth was going on with the orangwadan the first problem occurred when people realized there was no history of a ship with such a name that's really spooky people believed it had probably come from sumatra as that would explain the name of the ship however there was literally zero paper trail for the ship its ownership its creation declaration nothing wow Moving on, if we choose to believe that, if, that all of the facts are right, then what on earth killed all the crew in such a sinister way? Well, according to Das Totenschiffen der Südsee, which means the death ship of the South Sea, by Professor Theodor Spiersdorfer of Essen, he thinks the cargo hold contained potassium cyanide and nitroglycerin, which would definitely explain the explosion, as both of these are very volatile items. And could also explain the lack of records, because the cargo wouldn't be allowed, especially if it was, wasn't packaged correctly, so it was just kind of like undercover. It was illegal, so they didn't want to make any notes of it. Exactly. Of okay, that makes sense. Some believe that the idea of having dangerous cargo is correct, but that it was far more sinister than this. A widely held belief is that the Urangwadam was transporting a chemical weapon on behalf of Unit 731. This unit was around from 1935 to 1945 and was a research and development unit for biological and chemical warfare. It's disgusting and chilling and will never be covered on this podcast. Yeah, no, it's not going to happen. So if you want to know more, you're going to have to do that on your own time. I am, we're not doing that. <laughs> it was this kind of cargo, though. Sorry, if it was this kind of cargo, perhaps it could have mixed with some seawater or maybe became pierced while on the sea and released poisonous gases that suffocated the crew along the way causing frightening hallucinations and eventually blowing up the whole boat. This would make sense, but surely some of the Silver Star crew would have experienced similar hallucinations and stuff, as surely the gas wouldn't have all left the ship. Some reported hearing whispers, 
and one reported an unhumanly laugh from deck that's really scary but that was it well maybe it just takes a little while i don't obviously don't have any experience or knowledge of this yeah but maybe it sort of slowly starts happening so at first it's like whispers and stuff and then it starts being scarier and scarier as it goes on possibly yeah the more you inhale kind of thing yeah because if it's just you're only on the boat for an, enough time to just see everyone and get the hell off of it maybe it's not enough time to for that to really start taking place on your body whereas they've obviously been in there living in it yeah for a while like sleeping in it and stuff it could explain why there was no one dead on deck yeah because you would be able to breathe fresh air yeah but I'm not entirely sure because I'm not sure how all of the quarters matched up. You know, I'm not sure if the captain's bit was the bridge was anywhere near the rest of it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Not sure of the logistics of the boat. I'm also not sure how big it is because some people don't think it even existed. Another theory put forward is methane bubbles. Something that's totally normal and does actually happen as far as science is involved. Basically, sometimes Bubbles of methane come up from fissures on the seafloor, except if big ones came up while a boat was there, there's no telling how much damage it would really do. It could be that those bubbles turned into like little clouds of gas that made the men lose their sense of reality so they didn't have enough oxygen to breathe, and then they died. Interesting. Similarly, some think it was carbon monoxide poisoning from an internal boiler fire that wasn't noticed or it wasn't dealt with quickly enough which could explain the deaths with no obvious marks, and then the resulting explosion of the ship. Okay. However, I don't think everyone would be staring with a shocked expression if it was just carbon monoxide poisoning. That's what I was thinking. Carbon monoxide is like... It it has less obvious effects, I think. Yeah. It's just kind of like, you're dead. Mm-hmm. Or, like, you're hallucinating, obviously, because, like, if if you're not getting enough oxygen to your brain, you could easily have hallucinations, totally. But, like... But enough that they would all be so terrified. And all be the same hallucination? I don't know. Something doesn't add up. Now come my personal favourite ideas. Something that aliens came down and killed everyone on the ship for reasons unknown. Oh, just just cause. It's a bit banter, innit? Others think that vengeful wraiths of the sea or a bunch of undead pirates came in and murdered the sailors. Interesting. Ghost pirates again. Yeah. Surprisingly, there isn't much evidence on these, but it would definitely explain the looks of shock and horror on the faces of the crew. Mm-hmm. This added to the coldness of the boiler room. It's got to be ghost pirates, right? Case closed. I mean, the cold boiler room, it is <laughs> suspicious. Yeah. Or boringly enough, it could just be a scary story told to freak people out and make brilliant horror games from. Who knows? Hmm. True. But I hate it when there's no answer. I know. It's interesting. I believe the gas ideas, I think. But I don't understand why they were decomposed. Right? Because that doesn't make any sense. No. Well, I mean, I'm not sure because obviously... There is not one account, and like apparently the crew from the Silver Star were super hard to get hold of, you know, like most people never found them or never knew their names or whatever. So some people say that the bodies were totally fine, bar them, you know, looking absolutely in fear. Some say they'd started decomposing. Maybe the decomposition was a hallucination. Maybe. Maybe they were looking at just normal people, normal normal dead people, and what they were seeing was like frightened decomposing people but they all saw that 
Hmm. You know what I mean? They were all certain that every dead crew member was petrified. And I'm like, mass hallucination? Really? To that extent? Yeah, that's pretty crazy. I think I believe the first part the most. Which? The f- your first uh, idea. Oh, about the... um Potassium nitrous. Yeah. Nitrate. nitrate. Oh my god. I promise you I did do my research. I'm just not very good at elements. Yeah, I do not have a degree in science. Potassium cyanide and nitroglycerin. Yeah, that's it. Fair. So before wait, before that's <laughs> before it. you get Case a hold closed. of No no Bye. No What how scary do you think this is? Five. Five. I think it's absolutely terrifying. It is, right? First of all, boats are scary to me anyway. <laughs> because I'm on the sea. That shouldn't come into play. Second of all, everybody's dead. <laughs> no explanation. Could be gas, which also is a big fear of mine. My God, this was a match made in hell. And then it blew up. Yeah. Scary. Fire, big, big fear of yours. <laughs> Isn't everything. <laughs> Danger. Um. See, this is it's it. The story is dangerous because everybody is dead. Yeah, however, including the dog. However, there's no actual proof that this happened, mm-hmm. which is makes me kind of want to lower it because I don't want to be like it's super dangerous, but we don't have any actual proof of it. Fair. I'm gonna say I'm gonna give it a four. I'm still gonna say it's dangerous because if it did happen, obviously, but I don't want to give it the full five. You know. Definitely. How likely do you think it is that there was this boat with all of these petrified dead sailors, regardless of like why they were dead and petrified? How likely do you think it is that the Orangmedan exists? I don't know. Three. Oh. What do you think? I think possibly, right? There was a lot of shady stuff going on and it would make sense as to why it was just on this like cargo boat if it was illegal substances or if it was like a chemical because again hidden in plain sight you know yeah i kind of believe that that could that could have definitely happened and it just went under the radar and then they just you know met a grim end because of it especially if it was an undocumented ship like that is what you would go for yeah like it all seems to add up and it feels very cleverly thought out for a spooky ghost story yeah, it feels almost too well thought out. Yeah. It feels like if you told me this as a ghost story, like you weren't like, this is real or whatever, I'd be like, mm, seems too perfect. Yeah, wow, that's very detailed. Yeah. It's not like when we did the Flying Dutchman episode. Oh, God. And it was just like, <laughs> there's this boat. Whoa. The Dutchman. They might get you. <laughs> that's what all ghost stories are like. You know, it's yeah. like, this might happen. There's no threat of this. So what would have been the point? Definitely. There's, why, why would you say a story like this? For yeah. what? It scares people a bit and then like that's it. What are your ideas? Gas. Just just gas. I think that it's it's the gas. Okay. I think that it's that chemical. You want me to write that? Mm-hmm. Okay. Or um, I guess it could have been carbon monoxide. Or, what was the middle one between those two? There was a different gas. I think it was some kind of gas. Yeah, the chemical weapon, the weapon of war. Yeah, I think there was some kind of hallucination happening, really. Aliens is fun, but 
bit random. I can't believe you're discounting aliens. This is the, For the first. first time. I just doesn't really feel right. Fair. Not many people say that, obviously. Most people go with the weapon of war because it was sort of around that time anyway. It was like just after when Japan had to give their like illegal arms and stuff to America as sort of like a sorry about that. Yeah. So it could have been transported going from Japan to America. Yeah. For sure. And Ghost Pirate sounds lovely. But Wow. She's fully discounting everything paranormal. Maybe it was Ghost Pirates. Welcome back to Mm and Murder. Maybe it was the Ghost Pirates from the other ship. Oh my god. Maybe there's just a bunch of ghost pirates. Maybe they just go around. The ocean is flying Dutchman. Full of it. Oh my god. It's full of ghost pirates. Flying Dutchman. Just going around, getting them. Get them. And that's what I think. And that is the end of our podcast. Yeah, thank you for tuning in. Give us a nice review if you like the show. Give us a medium review if you don't. Don't bother if you hate it. <laughs> if you hate it, how have you got through this whole whole episode? If you hate it, we're your- it because of Kate. Oh, we're your guilty <laughs> pleasure and you know it. And do not listen before bed. Listen before bed. <laughs>